here I am, smoking and having a drink at the Robusto Room again, celebrating Dam's 150th episode. I talked about this last week, that it's 150. Jesus Christ. That's a lot. I mean, we're coming up into the 170s on no applause. Jesus. I mean, 150. I've been doing this for almost three years. Uh, or three years. However that shakes out with release dates and all that shit. Though at the very beginning I was running, recording damn like, it was like always a week ahead, so it was this odd time travel-y, like, oh, I talked about this, but it hadn't happened yet. Bullshit. Um, so we're going to get right into it. Um, I've been getting things done in my personal life. The list for the network has actually not been horrible. I'm kind of at a hurry up and wait um, thing with the logo, which I'll get into in a minute. Yeah, really, it's, it's like I said, we're at a kind of hurry up and wait. All the business cards um, have been designed to my liking, but I'm just waiting for notes on the new logo from uh, Deb and Lizzie to, uh, you know, replace onto the new business cards, and then we're good to go from there, and the rebranding will be almost complete. Minus some weird little press release stuff on social media. The response to uh, re-releasing some of the old variant covers has been awesome. Um, we put up the, we reposted the Killing Joke, uh, very timely since the movie came out a couple weeks ago. And then I just got done rewatching the uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie, so I think I'm gonna post the uh, This Island Earth uh, parody, This Island Clap one, probably the next week. But yeah, I mean, Deb was right. I mean, I put a lot of work into some of those. Some of them I put a lot of work in and they still look like shit. But the point is, you know, we don't want them to go by the wayside. It's not like, okay, we've stopped doing them, therefore they're done. I want to go back and do more variants. We still have a, a, a list of them. Um, so, you know, maybe I'll, we'll, we'll do one, you know, maybe like once a month or something, once every two weeks. Um, but probably once a month would be a lot easier. Um, and just be fun, just to you know, kind of release it like the you know, kind of an issue of a comic and go, hey, at the beginning of each month or the last day of each month, like there's a new variant cover, um, so it doesn't put a lot of pressure on me to take the pictures and get everything done in a week and dot 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 or days uh, in some cases. Um, so like I said, I have designed new logos. I'm just waiting for me to meet up with uh, Lizzie this weekend and then um, Deb the following week with some notes and we'll go from there. My, uh, I originally, Lizzie and I had talked about doing like something like a, like a microphone that was like a cross between a microphone and a Bloody Mary or Bloody Mary wearing uh, headphones. But I, I did uh, some mock-ups of that and I was talking to Deb and she and I had talked about, you know, well we're a digital, if we want to rebrand as a digital media company, maybe we should move away from, you know, the podcast logo look. Um, which I completely agree with, and I, I talked, I think, a couple weeks ago about how I woke up in the middle of the night and went, holy shit, like, we'll, we'll, we'll design it like, you know, the, the logos from the ad companies in Mad Men, um, at which point I used, you know, some fonts that I, I, I it, basically the logos are just, it's a series of font tests. Um, I like the idea of having a square or diamond-shaped logo, um, it's just a matter of which font Dilizzi and Deb like, or if they thought of something different and we can go in a new direction, which would be fine with me. Um, I'm willing to do whatever we want to do to, you know, have a great logo for a digital media company that doesn't look like just a technicolor swoop with our name in it, um, which is a lot of digital media companies. Speaking of media, 
I have a new way of taking in media, which is not new or exciting. Well, it's new and exciting for me. Uh, I got a new car stereo. I'm so psyched. I think I talked months ago about how my CD changer on my car just shit its guts and went tits up on me, uh, which I didn't mind because I had radio, which radio's fine. You know, I still don't like commercials, and I was falling so behind in my podcast because I wasn't walking anywhere since I got the car. And, uh, but finally my radio, the buttons were starting to stick, and I was like, oh shit, I don't need this stuck on the, you know, a horrible station, you know, an oldie station for the rest of my life. So, um, I, I have the disposable income, since I've been getting out of debt, um, and I went and I bought, um, a pretty decent stereo with a USB out, and I've been listening to Doug Loves Movies, and I forgot how much I missed listening to podcasts. So basically my plan, now that I've got the new stereo, uh, is to enjoy the living shit out of it. Also figure out how exactly it works, because the fucker reads, the, the instruction manual is just fucking ridiculously worded. They, they, I think they made it so you have to look at the stereo to know what the hell you're doing, which makes some amount of sense if you're a visual learner, but being that I can read something and absorb it, it would help if it wasn't visual because I wasn't looking at the stereo, I just sat down and started reading it and I'm like, okay, well I know what this button does, but it doesn't make any sense when I look at the stereo because there's no context uh, uh, to the application. So. But I've been enjoying listening to podcasts. I'm going to basically slam through, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to not listen to everything I've got because that's like something like 14 gigs of... Um, so I'm going to start marking a lot of my unplayed as played, uh, cherry pick some favorites, and, and just get back into it and try to get up to date on, on all the podcasts I listen to uh, as much as I can. So it will make the, uh, the drive up to Westminster to record no applause, just the clap, and D20 proof. Uh, significantly more enjoyable. So, um, let's see. What else? Um, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about it on, on No Applause um, that comes out right before this. No, no we won't. It'll be on No Applause next week. Um, I've been watching a lot of movies, just waiting for Fall TV to start. There's not a whole lot on TV that's going on other than for that I watch. Um, other than uh, Another Period and uh, Mr. Robot. So, I mean, literally, that's just an hour and a half that you know, I can slam through the day they appear online, so it's like, fuck, what do I watch? So I've just been going back and watching, like, just random-ass movies, like Teledega Nights and the Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie, and I watched Batman and Batman Returns, um, just because hot on the heels of Suicide Squad, I kind of wanted to revisit uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker, um, and then uh, I wanted to see how much darker Batman Returns was than Batman, and oh, holy shit, Batman Returns is fucking dark. Uh, I forgot that the, the Penguin's whole premise in that is to basically drown thousands of children in toxic waste uh, as, as a watery grave. Like, that's it's fucking dark. Now, one thing I have watched that um, I'll talk about this aspect of it on this show and a different aspect of it on No Applause is I've been watching, uh, I watched Harmon Quest, which... If you don't know, there's a guy named Dan Harmon. He's the uh, co-creator, a creator of Community, co-creator of uh, Rick and Morty. Fantastic guy, uh, really funny, really sharp in terms of humor. And he has a podcast called uh, Harmontown. And part of Harmontown is um, an ongoing D&D game with uh, the Harmontown uh, co-host, uh, Jeff B. Davis, and uh, sometimes Harmon's now wife, Aaron, um, and their uh, uh, dungeon master or game master, uh, Spencer. And 
It's fine. I mean, I don't really listen to Harmontown. I, I listen to so many podcasts, or used to. Um, it was a hard one to squeeze in. Basically, Dan Harmon had this idea to kind of split off, and they, they, they did a documentary about him um, recording uh, Harmontown live on a tour, which was really cool, so check that out. It's called Harmontown as well. But Dan Harmon, how many times can I say Harmon uh, in this segment? Uh, I don't, Please don't count. So Dan Harmon, there's another one, uh, had this idea where he would, they would host this um, D&D game live in front of an audience, and it's um, the Spencer, the GM, his wife, Erin, himself, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff, I said Jim uh, earlier, I think, Jeff B. Davis, um, and then they have a rotating um, special guest on every one of the ten episodes, a kind of a guest star, and some of the guest stars include Paula Tompkins, Aubrey Plaza, Chelsea Peretti, Nathan Fillion, Matt Gorley, um, I, I know uh, John uh, John Hodgman, which is who's uh, one of my favorite comics, and it's fucking hilarious. Um, and I'm going to talk more about that when we get into uh, No Applause, Just the Clap when I record when I record that with Lizzie. What I want to talk about this now, I talked I think months ago about how Brandon, uh, who's the co DM co dungeon master on D20 Proof, thinks of these rich tapestries of worlds and maybe want to be a better dungeon master um and then i'd end up tweaking um some aspects of the campaign that i had written for d20 proof you know i it was kind of you know too little too late when um you know i felt these insecurities but watching uh harmontown uh harmontown uh harmon quest their dm is just so bleeding fantastic um that once again i it made me want to be a better dm and i know that brandon and liz and i have talked off-air about D20 Proof, and then once the Dungeons & Dragons campaign is quote-unquote over, we're going to play other games. Um, Brandon wants to focus on just other games in general. Um, I would like to, you know, take a break from, from Dungeons & Dragons, which is fine. Um, and we've got a couple games, like I got the Chew card game based on the comic Chew. Um, I bought a card game called Flux that I don't know how to quite play, and Brandon does. Um, so we've got random decks of that. Um, so I've, I've got theme decks. I think Brandon's got Star Trek. I've got Batman. Gee, what a shock. I think Deb's got um, regular show. So I think it'd be a lot of fun to, to focus on other games and maybe do maybe like little danger room scenarios, little like, you know, one or two episode runs on like Rifts or, you know, other like um, pen and paper games. But I do want to eventually come back to Dungeons and Dragons because having Brandon uh, really show me up and having uh, watched Harmon Quest and going, this is so fucking cool. And the way that um, Spencer wrote it, that it was an entire adventure across ten episodes, uh, which amounts to like you know about five hours of of of, um, of, of watching. But um, and that he had to segment segment each half hour to accommodate a ingoing and then outgoing guest because there's no repeat guests on the first season. So I thought that was really fucking neat, and what a great challenge to write. Um, so it's it's something where once again I saw how something I thought I was good at could be done better, um, and yes, it created initial insecurity, but then it was like you know I can I can get up to that level if I really really fucking try and have a lot of fun doing it. So little insecurities in, in writing, which you know. You know, maybe I'll do a Mr. Right episode about writing campaigns. I think that'd be a really interesting um, episode. You know, let me know on, on the Twitters, um, at BACN Pod, 
uh, Podbytes and uh, at BACN, BACN Podcast. Um, let me know what you guys think. Lastly, um, this one is, is kind of funny and kind of sad. Um, I don't know if there's a, a phrase for that, like Sanny, because um, it wouldn't be sunny. I haven't talked about my dad on this podcast for a while. I would say easily if I had to do the math three months, because I know I talked about him about how I called him on his birthday and he never got back to me, and that was three months ago. Beside my mom, I saw her uh, last weekend, and uh, we went book shopping, and it was fun, and she bought me a new book. Uh, well, a book I used to have and have since lost. Um, she got me Chuck Palahniuk's Invisible Monsters, and I picked up a couple trade paperbacks and some Funko Pops for um, myself and, and, and Dev and Lizzie. Um, I know Lizzie listens to this, and this will come out uh, the day before I see him, so I, I won't say what Funkos I got for he and Deb. Well, Deb knows because I had to text her and go, do you have this one? Um, but Lizzie's, I, I think he'll be pleasantly surprised. I, I really hope. I, I think he'll he'll have fun. That you know, I think he'll kind of have a little freak out, uh, positive freak out, and he'll be like, oh, holy shit, that's really cool. I hope. He better. Because um, if he doesn't, I'm just going to keep it. Um, but I got, uh, for me, I got my, uh, the Funko of the, uh, the Robot Devil from um, Futurama. I'm a huge Futurama fan, and the Robot Devil is one of my favorite characters from that. So, anyway, my mom and I were, uh, you know, hanging out, talking. We had dinner and, and went book shopping. We started talking about Dad. Like, you know, just very casually, like, you know, hey, you know, have you talked to him? No, not really. He's kind of an asshole. Yeah. And then, like, we weirdly, we weirdly reminisced about, like, these times in our lives that, that he wasn't, I mean, that he was so bright and sharp and funny and made us laugh. And my dad has this thing that you just respond to, and um, it's not, not charisma, but he's just so ingratiating um, when you first meet him. He's so funny. And then, you know, he turns out to be a terrible asshole, kind of like me. I uh, wonder where I picked up that behavioral conditioning. But um, it, was, it was just so weird that, you know, I, my mom and I were talking about, like, you know, oh, he made me laugh when he did this, and oh, do you remember he did that, and, you know, he made me laugh at, at his own dad's funeral, um, which I think I've talked about before. But, um, you know, that he's so, so funny and, and sharp and witty, and um, once again, like, he just ingratiates his way into your life because like you want the life of the party like around I mean that's just great um, until it turns on you and 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 destroys you utterly emotionally um, as he did my mom and then eventually me and his other three wives I think I don't know we had kind of like sort of like losing touch by the time he was on wife number three and I uh, started just numbering them as opposed to memorizing their names because what was the point but I found it very funny and I and I or interesting that I talked to my mom and I said, this is a guy who broke us down and we ended up stronger on the other side. She did, I did. Um, and it took time and it took work, which I've talked about on the show. But God damn it, like, how is it, like, the good times seem to outshine the bad times with him. It's like, you want to be mad at him for, you know, instigating a divorce and, and, and all this shit and emotionally abandoning me um, halfway through my life at this point. But God damn it, he was so funny and we just remembered when he made us laugh. Like he's still, he's still doing it even when he's not there. It was this interesting 
situation that we had um, with this person who wasn't there, and I, I was just, like I said, I was kind of floored by it, and brought that up to my mom, and I went, why? Why do we remember all these great times that kind of, what's the, uh, 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 illuminate the bad times? And I don't mean illuminate them, like make them like less dark. They throw them on the, uh, on, in, in, into the rear of our memories. And she was like, I, I don't know. It's just, he was so funny, and he created such great memories um, that, you know, you forget that he was, you know, three hours late to meet, you know, my mom's parents for the first time because he was just taking a nap and overslept by three fucking hours. When you're going to meet, you know, the future mother of your uh, kid's uh, parents, you know, the potential grandparents. So, it, very interesting uh, that that happened. Um, and I know I haven't talked about my dad in a while, so I kind of want to bring that up and, and, and you know, he still, he still haunts me, just not in the same ways, which is interesting as well. And maybe I'll get into that deeper later. Um, but it, it is all I wanted to really say about it right now because I really haven't gone inside myself and gone like, how is he haunting me now? Um, so that might be something I'll make a note about for next week. Uh, but that's it. That's that's the list you cannot see. Great. A great episode 150, I think. So from the Robusto Room, this is Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. These have been my acute mental neuroses. And from Dam, uh, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, this is Doug. I did that backwards and fucked up and just deal with it. It's 150. Let's change it up uh, for a change. Good night, internet. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!